This is the Bible teaching from the Apostolic Church, All Nations Centre in Kennington, London. Reaching the community in practical and caring ways. Here now is a timeless Word of God. Good morning everybody. I, I bring you greetings from uh, the Apostolic Church Agbridge. They all send their love. It's such a privilege to be here today uh, to share fellowship with you and also to share the Word of God with you. I want to uh, first and foremost give thanks to God for uh, their Apostle, um, Apostle Saki and uh, Mrs. Uh, Saki. Apostle is doing such a fine job looking after us and all the other assemblies under his jurisdiction. So to God be the glory. It's a very important uh, topic that we want to share this morning. And it's to do with being a strong Christian um, and being purposeful, directional, and intentional. The actual title is The Strong Christian is Purposeful, Directional, and Intentional. And um, the first question we want to ask is, what marks out a strong Christian? You know, what marks out, a, when you say someone is a strong Christian, what marks him out? Uh, the self you know, the, the first thing I'd like to, um, to, to point to us is the fact that the, the, the strong Christian does a sound self-evaluation. He doesn't go into self-condemnation. He self-evaluates himself. He appreciates what God has invested in, in him. And um, he, he knows that it's not by power nor by might. But nonetheless, he knows what God has given to him or her. If you look at Galatians 6.4, uh, you find there Apostle Paul says, he says, but let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. So he doesn't get involved in comparing himself with another Christian. In fact, the Bible does say that uh, those who do that, they are not wise. They are not wise. And you are God's people. I believe that you are wise people. So the, the strong Christian does a sound self-evaluation. And also, you know, because they don't depend on their own strength, they depend on God. Uh, the Bible says, you know, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 34b, it says, out of weakness, they were made strong. Out of weakness, they were made strong. They became valiant in battle, and they turned to flight the armies of the aliens. That's Hebrews 11, 34b. Another aspect of the strong Christian is that he, under, he or she, when I use the word he, I'm not only talking about the men, uh, it's a generic, uh, so please do permit me. Uh, it could be he or she, but I will just stick with he. He understands clearly at the outset what needs to be done. Although usually he may, not, he may not be able to join all the dots, he understands what needs to be done. But he may not know the full story or the full steps that he needs to take. But the very fact that he understands what needs to be done um, will help him to table the matter before God and uh, look to God for favor, look to God for grace. If you look at the case of Nehemiah, he was told about the wall in Jerusalem. 
how that everything was broken down and everything was, you know, the people there, you know, were not um, really in, good, in a good state at all. And what did he do? He was very sorrowful, but he knew what he needed to do. And so he prayed. And um, to cap up his prayer, he, 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 you can see what he said in Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 11. He says, Oh Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servants and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. And let your servant prosper this day, I pray and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. Now, this man that he was referring to was the king. He knew that what he needed to do, which was to go and cause the wall to be rebuilt, would require a lot of resources, would require a lot, a lot of uh, manpower, a lot of um, uh, resources that he could not have afford. But nonetheless, he saw himself in a very um, pivotal position. He, he, he was the king's cupbearer, and he, he did not look at his position as uh, something he achieved on, in his own merit. He depended on God, and he, he knew that God placed him there for a purpose. And so he prayed that prayer, and we know the rest of the story. You know, the king, the following day, the king saw him, you know, bringing the, the cup to him, and uh, he saw his countenance. And that led to him inquiring, what's the matter with you? And so he was able to table the matter. So, although Nehemiah knew ahead of time what needed to be done, he did not know how to join the dots, how, how to get there. But the Lord took over after he prayed. So that's what characterizes a strong Christian. You know what needs to be done. You see the state of the church, you see the state of the society, you see the state of your family, or whatever it is that you are praying for that requires prayer. You, you don't know how it will be done, but you can pray. And you can, you know, you can really you know, table the matter before God to take control. What also characterizes the strong Christian is that he finishes the assignment. And he does not only finish it, he finishes it well. You know, to him, finishing the assignment is all important. There is no quitting midway. And they know that they are in need for, for the long haul. Finishing the assignment is very key, is very important to them. And you know, that, that is just the character of God. You know that very well. If you look at the, uh, in the book of Revelations, um, uh, chapters 2 and uh, 3, you find out that seven times, you know, the, the uh, part of the, the word came, it says, to him who overcomes, he who endures to the end, I will do, you know, either I will give him the uh, new name and so on, he who endures to the end. Seven times it occurs in Revelations chapters 2 and 3. So they don't finish, they don't, they don't opt out midway. They finish the assignment they are given well. And the last thing that I will say that characterizes the a strong Christian is that to him, the correct process, adopting the correct process is as important to him as the end goal. It's not a case of uh, the end justifies the means, so you can do whatever you, you like midway. And then, so, so long as you get to the end, you know, to the destination, not to the strong Christian. The Christian is very ethical and he is very, you know, diligent and uh, he holds very firmly his integrity. So to him, it matters how the matter gets done, and they don't cut corners. 
Uh, so these are the things that um, mark out a strong Christian. So the, those three elements that we want to look at, the strong Christian is purposeful, the strong Christian is directional, and the strong, strong Christian is intentional. So the first one I, I will just take, which is the, the strong Christian is purposeful. The strong Christian understands the season and he understands the purpose and the timing. And what they do is they seize the time. They seize the time. You know, uh, we, when you look at Ecclesiastes chapter uh, 3 verse 1, it says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. So what the strong Christian does is that when he, under, he understands the purpose, and he waits for the timing. When the timing is right, he jumps on board and he gets it done because it's the appointed, the Bible says the vision is for an appointed time. At that point, that appointed time, there is grace to accomplish the purpose. And he knows how to you know, get on board. He doesn't trust in his own strength. It is said about uh, the sons of Issachar in First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. It says that the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. There's nothing worse than for a Christian not to know what to do. And of course, just like Jehoshaphat, who when he was praying, you know, he, he, he turned to God and said, we don't know what to do, but our eyes look to you. And so it must be for every Christian. You can't just say, well, I don't know what to do. Whatever will be, will be. No, not for a Christian. A Christian, a strong Christian has to always you know, focus on the Lord and ask him for help in time of trouble. And um, if you want to look at uh, the, the case of Daniel, who was a very young lad when um, he was in, um, a, in Babylon, and um, in his own case, you know, the king selected him along with others and wanted to give him, you know, and give uh, the selected people, you know, the king's portion. But, you know, if you look at Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But Daniel purposed in his heart. And that's where it starts, in the heart. He purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's, king's uh, delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. You know, he, did, he didn't go to the, uh, to the, to the um, chief of the eunuchs first and ask him and say, well, depend, you know, the will of God will be whatever the chief of the eunuchs say. Not a strong Christian. A strong Christian is purposeful. He, he purposes in his mind. He knows the right thing to do. And he turns to God for help. He turns to God for favor. And then he goes and meets the individual that is connected, the authority in place. And um, you know, then God will send help as it is needed. In the case of Daniel, God did send help in that the, the eunuch really just favored him and you know, acceded to his request. Also, Daniel, when he was uh, much older, um, he, you know, and um, he, he understood. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 9, you know, because the, the children of Israel have been in exile for about 70 years. And it says in Daniel chapter 9, verses 2 and 3, it says, I, Daniel, understood by the books, 
the number of years of the years specified by the Lord. Then I set my face towards the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. He understood by the books. So he is very purposeful and he tries to understand the purpose by ensuring himself, you know, ensuring that he, he furnishes himself with all the materials that are available. He understood by the books. So the strong Christian is also very studious in the Word of God. He's very diligent in the Word of God. He's not um, like a fair-weather fair weather Christian who will be running from pillar to post. He is very stable. To God be the glory. The second aspect is the strong Christian is directional. He is directional. They are not aimless and they are not clueless. You know, like uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26, Apostle Paul said, So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not shadow boxing. That is, I know what I'm doing, I know the direction I'm taking, and I'm focused on getting it done. If you look at James chapter 1, verse 6b, it says that he who doubts is like a wave of the sea tossed by the wind. Like a wave of the sea, unstable. The one who doubts. But the, the Christian, the strong Christian, is very full of faith and always you know, focused in the direction that God has placed him to go. And um, when you look at uh, uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, you, there you see Paul. He says, one thing I do, he says, I press towards the goal. So there's a goal ahead. There's a direction that I'm facing, a direction that is dictated by faith and that requires faith to actually keep going in spite of all that may be happening around. He says that I press towards the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Glory be to God. So they are not aimless and they are not clueless. Another aspect is that they know how to step out in faith. They set their faces like a flint. And um, if you look at Isaiah chapter 50 verse 7, you see prophet Isaiah saying, you know, I've set my face like a flint. I know I shall not be put to shame. You know, and what the, what the Christian does is to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So not only is God interested in the beginning, he's interested also in the end of the matter. The Bible says in Psalm 112 verse 7, concerning the righteous man, it says he will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting the Lord. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Hallelujah. And the, the, that strong Christian knows that this world is not, is not his uh, permanent residence. He's a pilgrim. And you know, every pilgrim has to make progress. He has the direction. Not only is he facing the, the, the correct, the, the right direction, but he knows that he has to make progress towards. He says, I press towards, I press on towards the mark of the price. I keep pressing on. The, the, I, that word, press on, means that there's something resisting your movement. But nonetheless, you have to overcome the resistance. It's like you're, you're sailing, you're, 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 you're swimming upstream, or you, you're, you're facing the wind gust that is coming your way, but you keep making progress. That is what characterizes a Christian, a strong Christian who is directional. Hallelujah. And not only that, that strong Christian 
is intentional. It's intentional. It doesn't just drift through life. One thing that you know you, you expect the strong Christian to be, it, it courageously provokes change. It provokes change and it, it does not allow status quo to, 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 to take over. They courageously pro propose, you know, they provoke change in the status quo. And when I'm talking of status quo, you, 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 like for instance, there are some things that um, we may think oh, is inevitable. You know, that's what they will do anyway. That's what they do. No, no, no. For a, a Christian, a strong Christian, you know exactly what you need to do. You remember the sons of Issachar? Not only did they know, uh, did they know the, the signs of times, they knew what Israel ought to do. That's so key. That's so important to know what to do. Hallelujah. A, an example of Elijah, uh, sorry, an example of Jonathan, for instance. Jonathan, the son of uh, uh, Saul the king. Um, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 6, it says, Then Jonathan said to the young man, O boy Samuel, come. Let us go over to the, to the garrison of these uncircumcised Philistines. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many or by few. So if God is going to save by few, why not us? Why not just the two of us? Let's do something. Let's provoke you know, a change in this situation. Because there was a kind of impasse that, that was taking place at the time um, with Israel, Israel army and the Philistines. You know, they were kind of, you know, um, facing each other, but they were not engaged in battle yet. And the whole thing was so, you know, it was a great impasse. And Jonathan said, we've got to provoke change in this matter. And that was exactly what happened. God gave them a mighty victory just by the courage of those two uh, individuals. And um, in the case of David, when he came to, to where Goliath was, you know, remember, Goliath will come out and, you know, we boast and, you know, we threaten the children of Israel. And he did that for many days. And when David came, look at what he said. He said to Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 32. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servants will go and fight with this Philistine. Let no man... There has been an impasse for such a long time because the Philistines were holding sway and they were threatening the children of Israel to give in, to throw in the towel. But David came and he saw that to be something beyond the physical, that what this Philistine was saying was against the, 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 the army of the living God. He was saying it against God. He was disrespecting God, the Jehovah, and he said, something has to be done. If nobody is ready to fight, I may be young, I may be untrained in battle, I may only have a sling, but I will fight this man because I'm not only going in my strength, I'm going in the name of the Lord. And we know the rest of the story. Glory be to God. 
to the point that people, you know, the women in, in Israel at that time, they were saying Saul has killed his thousand. A Saul, a trained king, seasoned you know, warrior, but that David has killed his 10,000. David who had not been trained in war. He, you know, he couldn't even handle a javelin or whatever. But that was exactly what happened. A mighty victory came because someone was ready to provoke change, courageously to provoke change in the status quo. And when you, uh, in the case of Paul in Macedonia, you remember the, the story where he had the vision? He tried to, you know, um, go in different direction and he was prevented until he had this dream. Come over to Macedonia and help us. And so what did he do? He got on board the, uh, on board the ship, got to Macedonia. And when you look at Acts chapter 16, verse 13, it says, and on the Sabbath, you know, on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Those who witness, they provoke change. And that is the mark of a strong Christian. And I will recommend that to you any day, any time. If you want to grow in the Lord, share your faith. Look at Apostle Paul was in a strange land. He was not a citizen of the place. He was not used to, you know, people there. But on that day, you know, that he got to Macedonia, he said, look, I've got to, I've got to provoke, I've got to do something. And I will read that passage again, Acts chapter 16, verse 13. He says, and on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside, where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. That's what a strong Christian does. You know, they, they witness, they share their faith. And not only, you know, do they share their faith, another mark, all mark of a, a strong Christian who is, who is uh, intentional is that they are not afraid to challenge the world system because the world system is, you know, doing all it can to encroach into the church, to strangulate the church to force the church to have adopt its own views. And what should a strong Christian do? They are not afraid to challenge the world system. And you know, and what, 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 they, what the world system tries to do is to erode godliness among Christians. But a strong Christian is such that he watches over not just himself, but he watches over the people of God. He watches over, he knows how to approach one Christian or, or two Christians or more to encourage them unto godliness, to warn them of the dangers of you know, any evil way they may be engaged in, any worldly way they may be engaged in. That's what a strong Christian does. And I pray that God will give us the grace to be able to impact not just the world out there, but to impact the church of God, that purity will be the hallmark of the house of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So who then is a strong Christian? After all these things that have been said, who then is a strong Christian? Are you fearful like Gideon? Remember what the, the word of God says in Judges chapter 6 verse 12 to Gideon through an angel. It says, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. At this time, the, the Gideon was anything but, but you know, a, a mighty man. He was so fearful, he was you know, grinding corn. In a, in, a, in a secluded place, 
for fear of the uh, of the enemies. So if you are fearful like Gideon, this is the word of the Lord you know, for you. The Lord is with you and you are a mighty man. That word man is being used in a generic sense now. Thou mighty man of valor. Are you overconfident? Because some Christians are overconfident like Samson. What the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6, it says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. We must learn humility. The strong Christian is very humble. Humble to God, listening to God, and obeying God. Not just saying, well, this is too much, or doing like Jonah did, and running away from you know, the, the task that God gave him. Also, the, the strong Christian, you know, you, you, if you lack focus, and if you lack resolve, if you lack direction, you know where to turn. The strong Christian does not say, well, that's my lot in life. I don't have a clue. I don't know what to do. You turn to God. That's what a strong Christian does. Uh, David was not called a man after God sat for the fun of it. He always turned to God in every situation. So the, the question now is, whose opinion or approval really matter to you? Is it God's approval and opinion, or is it the world's approval or opinion? And can you trust God to help you, to give you the grace in the face of rejection? Be bold, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. Amen. The Lord bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to God's word. We are the Apostolic Church All Nation Center in Kennington, London. Find us at Tyus Terrace, Kennington, London, SE11 5LY. Our telephone number is 0207 9917 On the web, we are at www.apostolic-anc.org. All Nation Center, reaching out to you in practical and caring ways.